0: forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of apple arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism this offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled
1: heya we're having a party in july to celebrate 100 episodes of pixel sift and you're invited come on down to the sewing room in perth on friday the 13th of july for pixel parties a celebration of indie games and indie bands what games, I hear you ask? Well, we'll be playing Birds of uh, Party Golf, Brief Battles, and Screen Cheat, just to name some of them. Uh, tickets are now, now on sale, and you can get all the info at pixelsift.party. That's pixelsift.party. Come challenge us to a game and listen to some cool music while you're at it.
2: <laughs> hello and welcome to Pixel Civ, the show that explores indie game development, the indie game development scene around Australia and the world, as well as the big issues making the news for players and developers. Joining me today is my co-host, Scott. How are hey, you, Scott? Hey, I'm well. And in the studio with us today, we've actually got a real-life guest right here in the same room. It's Abi Romani.
3: Hello. One...
2: Hello, Rap... uh, hello Abby. And um, yes, Albi is here to talk to, us, talk to us about his game Project Wingman, and that is currently in the middle of a very successful Kickstarter, but before we get to that, what are we talking about? Scott?
1: Uh, yeah, we'll be looking at Sony's recent decision to deny Epics account the ability to, uh, to deny Epic's account the ability to use on other platforms like the Nintendo Switch, if they have already been linked to the PSN service. And uh, players are not happy. Yeah, so all that coming
2: up right now.
1: Hey there, if you're enjoying the show and you want
2: to hear more, subscribe to PixelSift on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify or
3: listen on Pixelsift.com.au. See you there.
1: Yeah, so after Fortnite's release on the Nintendo Switch last week, many players eagerly logged on to start playing on the new platform. All except the users that had associated their Epic Games accounts with their PlayStation account. People are understandably upset by this
2: thoughts. Yeah. So basically they were just met with a a message that said something along. Login error. It was just a login error. Yeah. It wasn't even like it mm. it it said basically it was um nope, you can't use it because you've already um linked your account with a P with PSN and we can't help you. Um so make a new account. It's essentially the error message that people were met with. Yeah. I mean <laughs> <And> I <Epic laughs> wanted to make it pretty clear that it wasn't them doing this. Yeah and they were just like Yep, not our fault. Contact Sony. Deal with. They'll deal with it. <laughs> um. So, Abi, what were your thoughts on this as a developer? Do you do you feel like this is
3: something that is justified, or, or, I I feel like it makes sense as a um business move, but at the same time, it's it's kind of like limiting what they can do with the platform and restricting others to just play on the uh, PS4 platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because. When Microsoft had the, uh, the lead in market share with the Xbox 360, they also didn't want any cross-platform play. Mm. And now that the PS4 has lead in market share, they don't want it anymore. Yeah, so forcing bit... everyone to go into their ecosystem and, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's a bit predictable. Yeah. And a bit of a shame as well. Um,
1: on Twitter, Greg Miller uh, said something. Uh, he said, not allowing me to sign into Fortnite Switch with my Epic account <laughs> because it's linked to PS4 is tone-deaf and points more to the fear than market dominance. It does the opposite of what you want. It makes me think about moving to Xbox for Fortnite.
2: And, yeah. and this is a big deal because Greg Miller is one of the most public um, Sony fanboys ever. And he's, yeah. he's a, he's a, I, I watch a lot of his videos and I, I agree with him on a lot of points. And um, and I, I look at a lot of his... He does tutorials, actually, like like tutorials on how to replace hard drives in PS4s and All things right. like that. Yeah. So he, he's a, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. Coming from him means a lot.
1: I mean, I was saying to you just the other day, I've, I've been a big Sony boy since, they, since the PlayStation came out. I switched from Nintendo. Uh, I was mm. in Dead Set Nintendo before that. Um, and I feel embarrassed by this as a Sony fan. Um, I, like I was saying to you the other day, Mitch, like my loyalty to the brand, to the brand stayed true through the Xbox dominance. Right. Uh, even the original Xbox, when that came out, it kind of shook things up. Yeah. Um, and I was I was a proud PlayStation dude. Um, but supposedly now they're on top. They don't want to play ball. Um yeah. I don't feel proud. I feel the opposite. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed by them, uh, by it. Yeah.
2: And the interesting part is the only people this hurts are the PlayStation users. Yeah. And <laughs> enough, Look, and yeah. if, if
1: someone like me and if someone like Greg Miller are this upset by yeah. it and you're going to lose people like us, then man, you're going to lose a lot, lot more that you're not even hearing about.
3: Yeah. I think the the worst part about this is that they're not even giving anyone an option to unlink their PS4 accounts. So just locking up. Like, straight away?
2: That's another aspect we haven't touched what on yet. What's like my warning? Yeah. They've, yeah. they've locked them out. Like, you yeah. can't disassociate the accounts with PSN. They're, they're, that's it for now. And like there was no warning. No, and that's and, what
1: Ben uh, yeah. Shura from Polygon said. He's like, why wasn't there a warning? Surely Epic knew about this happening.
2: Like, surely they knew this was going to happen. I'd be curious now that it's out in the open to see whether if you try and link a PSN account with an Epic account, it will warn you or not. Yeah. I, my guess is probably not. Hindsight's a hell of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just something that is we might see a lot more of because now like the, um, the Rocket League team, um, Sonic's they they are already like we're ready to push the button on this crossplay thing, just waiting on Sony's lead, and I think it's just uh, only a matter of time. Either they'll either they'll just be the bad guy for the foreseeable future or the indefinite future, or they'll
1: cave. Well, they don't look like they're going to change at all. The, the comments that they gave uh, the response, sorry, uh, was. Uh, Sony says, we're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in to enhance their gaming experience. With more than 80 million monthly active users on the PlayStation network, we've built a huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. We also offer Fortnite crossplay support with PC, Mac, iOS and Android devices, expanding the opportunity for Fortnite fans on PS4 to play with even more games on other platforms. We have nothing further to add beyond this uh, at this point. Like, that's a that's like nothing answer. Like, you're telling us all things we already know. Yeah. Like, we're listening. Don't worry. We're not going to do anything about it. But the Best yeah. thing was that the Nintendo's uh, response <laughs> was, in fairness, there are three different things going on. This is uh, Reggie uh, Phil's aim, which is the president in chief uh, operating officer at Nintendo America. Uh, he told Polygon, you have companies like mine that encourage crossplay and enable crossplay. You have a developer and content owner that wants cross play and is encouraging it. Then you have the other platform holders and what it is that they do. And when it comes to other platform holders, as much as they have influence on other platform holders, I don't. And that's a decision that each of them are making, and some are supporting crossplay and some are not. Is very like, without saying it, just saying that Sony are not going to do it. Yeah,
2: I think the um, Nintendo, the the English Nintendo account Twitter account, and tweeted at the Xbox account was like, "Hey, you want to play some Fortnite later?" And then the Xbox account went, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> it's just like, oh great! Remember when names. It was so only good. a couple of e threes ago where Sony was making fun of Xbox for that um, for that the DLC um, for that um, DRM thing. Yeah, yeah. And and
1: how things
2: how <laughs> times have changed. I know it's like you better you just, bunch of hypocrites. I know. Just <laughs> Watch yourselves because I don't think people because I think brand loyalty is starting to mean less and less to people now. It
1: doesn't mean anything to uh, yeah. What, I mean, what is brand loyalty if if a brand that you've been loyal to for um ten years or whatever just Pulls one like this. Pulls a fast one. It's like I don't know. I feel I feel I feel hurt by this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not surprising. Previously, Sony's blocked crossplay with Xbox One for Fortnite and Rocket League and Minecraft and what else? Else, I don't know. Um, yeah.
2: Um. Sly, there's a, a Twitch viewer called Sly Fan One is wondering whether Psyonix and um, Epic need to pay Sony for the ability to have crossplay. And I don't. I don't think that's something
1: we will ever know. I think that will. Well, I don't think Cyanix or Epic want to do that. Yeah, I don't but, think they should. But, but, yeah. but yeah, you. He, the uh, slides right. Who was it? Sorry. Um, Sly Cooper fan one. Yeah, won. Sly Cooper fan one. You are right. Um, I think that would probably fix the problem. Um, like we were saying before, money talks.
2: Yeah, and um, but of course there are other NDAs and things like. Sure it's oh, it's saying not going to happen. Yeah,
3: this. I feel like they they're missing out a huge opportunity for like those events they keep doing on Fortnite maybe maybe like a um, Xbox versus a PS4 Fortnite is the that, thing that would ever.
2: be that would be fantastic
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you know just just start a little bit of friendly
2: console wars yeah you could you could do actual console wars like that <laughs> that would be such a good time I think like all right let's Fortnite 50v50 50 50, yeah. <laughs> Xbox
1: players versus PS4 players do it see that's Thanks. when you'd have your like brand loyalty, yeah. Because you're not just representing a brand; it's like you're part of a team, mm. and and that and people like that, the inclusiveness.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, Sony, Microsoft, if you do that, you owe this podcast money. Yeah, come on. Yeah,
1: it's ours. Ideas aren't free. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pay us. Do, do uh, I uh, get any of it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, for absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Don't I, don't know else, I don't really know what else to say on the matter. I, Reddit yeah. was having a bit of a laugh about it, to be honest, which mm-hmm. is always nice. Um, there was a couple of comments, um, one by Hammer Handy that said um, that Nintendo, uh, PlayStation is trying to save the, um, their users from those awful, awful <laughs> Nintendo users. And yeah. they were like, yeah, be careful around those Animal Crossing players. Yeah, they'll like, come at you with their axes mm.
2: yeah, <laughs> and their shovels. It's just soft.
1: There's no good... Like, like, really. And that's the problem with it. There is no really good excuse for this other than that PlayStation don't want to do it because they're going to lose market and money. And that's a shame. Yeah. All
2: right. I think we've complained about this quite enough. (laughs) I think 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 I'd rather talk to Abi about Project Ringman, which is coming up next.
0: Hey, Mitch, what are you doing this
2: Friday? Uh, I'm playing Fortnite this Friday. But didn't you hate that game? Yeah, but I'm going to go get my pickaxe anyway. What time is it on? It's on at 7.30pm on every Friday night. We play Fortnite, and I hate it.
0: You'll love it. Ugh. On twitch.tv forward slash You'll
2: love it. How does that one of our longest <laughs> promos ever and I have to listen to it every week? I have to push the button on it that day, and it's really embarrassing. Anyway, today, enough about Fortnite. Fortnite sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. Today, Anyways. <laughs> today, we have Abi Ramani in the studio with us, at, and um, he is here to talk about his latest arcade flight combat game, Project Wingman. Thank you very much for joining us, Abi. Oh,
3: Thank you for having me in the studio. Yeah, thank so you for the invite. No worries. Um, so for the uninitiated, um, what is Project Wingman? So Project Wingman is a um, combat flight game and it's primarily, it's not like a simulator, so it's very easy to pick up and play. Anyone can play it, as long as, you know, something about flight, at least. And, um, yeah. And there you go. You can see the footage over there. <laughs> the, the footage. And it's the magic. There's not supposed to know that we can see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it, if for anybody, I mean, for anybody who's watching, you can see it now. It's in a fantastic-looking game. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, where did the inspiration to make a game like this come from? It seems like such a big feat.
3: <laughs> well, I think one of the main inspirations is pretty obvious, which is the the entire Ace Combat series. Mm. But at the time when I started the uh, the project, there wasn't really anything like it yeah. in either in development or or um, just in the market in general. Because Hawks already stopped, and well, at the time, Ace Combat was nowhere to be found except for the PS3, the free to play version. Yeah. So I just kind of decided maybe I should make a. You know, some kind of port. It started off at a as a portfolio piece, so I worked on it part time and just kind of devolved into <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that 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 is a uh, a
1: really good point and reason for doing it. Um, but there is a new Ace Combat Seven coming out yeah. now. Um, how do you feel about that? Well,
3: I'm all right. I mean, like,
1: yeah. um, I think you should be because yeah. your game looks just as good, if not better, <laughs> to be honest.
3: I mean. As an indie developer, I just take comfort in knowing that yeah. I probably need a lot less than them to actually make something out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's
1: that's a really good point to understand that there is a difference between what they do and what you are doing. Yeah. Uh, even I mean, if the if the package and the the, the end result is similar, um, yeah. you are doing different things, and yeah. generally for different people, you know, people that follow indie games are, are a bit passionate in different re- areas than um, I think AAA lovers. Yeah.
2: Um. So I lost. Um. So, how many people actually work on Project Wingman?
1: Um. Is that full time or? <laughs> oh no, just in, just in general. Because I mean, there's this there's this idea. I mean, it's not an idea. It's a bit of an image of your game as, as a developer that you are the solo person, and you know, yeah. Online, it says a lot that it's just you. Yeah. Um, but that's not exactly the case. No, no, it? definitely
3: yeah. not. Um, we actually have quite a bit of volunteers, just kind of putting uh, themselves forward during the game's development, in the early development phase. And yeah. they've been helping me a lot with like stuff like voice acting and maybe some script writing, stuff like that. And um, one of them is uh, Matthew Ian, which I believe is on the Kickstarter page. And he's sort of like, almost like my partner in this project now.
1: Oh, was that... But, um... Fly away he, he, now? Yes, 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 that's yes, yes. I yeah. wanted to ask you about that because uh, he's from, uh, he's over,
3: uh, overseas, he's isn't he? He's in the US, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How is that collaborating with someone uh, it's, over the waters? It's interesting, but I mean, we're always in touch and chatting to each other and just throwing ideas, even really stupid ones. Probably. So, <laughs> so how long have you been working on Project Wingman? I have been working on Project Wingman for about two and a half years. Yeah. And uh, in what kind of uh, capacity? Right, so it initially started off as a part-time venture, while while I was working other jobs and I was in uni at the time. Yep. And um, and as soon as I got the grant, I was I just decided that maybe I should turn it into a full-time venture. And this is
1: the uh, Epic Games, the Unreal grant. Epic. Yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, Unreal. <laughs> talk, too much Epic talk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is an Epic grant, but it's yeah. from Unreal.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Um, I got
2: some questions actually from the chat. Um, Sly Cooper fan one says, um, "What was the inspiration for Conquest Mode? If there was any inspiration for Conquest Mode."
3: Okay, so Conquest Mode for has, people that haven't played at home. For, for yeah, hap- yeah. yeah. Um, we were actually about to release a demo for it very soon, mm-hmm. so it's not available quite yet. But the inspiration is mainly from um, the Battlefront Galactic Conquest from the old, the old. Um, I forgot mm-hmm. who the developer is. is it <clears throat> DICE? No.
1: I Don't know you testing me. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either.
3: But the the old Battlefront. Yeah, the um, and a bit of Risk of Rain. If you guys played that, I'm familiar with that. yeah. No. So basically, like um, difficulty, the difficulty goes up the the longer you take to play through the game mode. Right. So the game gets harder, the crappier you are. But but um, <laughs> you know, there is some persistence to it. So you're not actually just losing every time. You do gain a bit of something out of it. And um, the aim of it is just to uh, grant as much as replayability to the game mode. I mean, to the game, since um, yeah, it's wholly a single-player experience. So, um.
2: Um, yeah, okay. speaking of replayability, replay- there's uh, Deviant XS asks in the chat. Uh, Will there be any post updates after the game launches? Also, any other
3: platforms in the future? Um, as Regarding to post-content updates, uh, certainly it's definitely something we're looking into, but I think it's a bit too early for us to say because we're still focused on the core content of the game right now and um, getting the campaign out of the way and Conquest finishing up.
1: Speaking of your campaign, uh, you are in the middle of a Kickstarter, a uh, very successful Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. There's, uh, what, 12 days to go? And um, yes. I think you've already, as of last check, anyway, it was $94,391 pledged yeah. of a $35,000 goal. Uh, that spread across 1,907 backers. Uh, that is amazing. You've got to be really happy with that. Yeah, um, I mean, how did, how did that come to, uh, did, did it meet your expectation, uh, expectations?
3: Did it blow them out of the water? Honestly, it blew me out of the water because I was at least expecting for it to only reach the goal. Well, that, that's a very optimistic guess to yeah. reach the goal by like a weekend, but, um, it reached it in about 16 hours, which yeah, was it pretty crazy. A day, crazy. So yeah, I, I'd like to continue, um. <laughs> To thank the community for that, actually, and um, they've been they've been really supportive throughout yeah. this whole venture. And well,
1: people like what they see. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in that, how do you you obviously had something in mind for that thirty five thousand uh, dollars as planned for development. I mean, now that you've almost tripled it, have your plans to go forward changed at all? Or do you, are you going to go about the future future development any differently?
3: Um, actually, not really. As as um as of 1.0 the 1.0 release is yep. probably going to be, stay exactly the same so we can stay on schedule but post content updates is definitely like going to be the meat where that cash goes yeah <laughs> so really. you can keep working on it after yeah, you've actually yeah. done the Yeah it, it really depends on how wh- like how much we can sustain that funds <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, really
1: well um how long have you how, how long have you actually been developing before you started on Project Winman 2 and a bit years ago <laughs>
3: um can I say zero?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So is this your first...
3: Um... Commercial? Yes. Really? Well,
1: what have you developed uh, leading up to this?
3: Um, I've developed a couple of space... Um, not space jams. A um, couple of jam games before. Yeah, with, like, uh, like global game jams? Yeah. Thing? Well, yeah, but sort of. But not ones. Yeah, but yeah just, game just, jams. just a little game. Yeah, yeah, cool. like experimentation here and there. Yeah. And um, this was actually like my base to start working on, like, see see how far I can take an actual game and... It just kept going. <laughs> As someone who doesn't develop at all,
1: uh, but I do see and play a lot of games, um, this is an exceptional looking game. Uh, <laughs> like you. I said, it, it reman- reminds me of Ace Combat of years ago, but much much better. Um, like, how does how does one person get to make a game look so amazing? Uh, it just it it's, it's baffles me a bit.
3: Right, um, you'd be surprised how powerful the the tools are these days to develop a game, and not to mention the third-party add-ons. You can get, like, for example, for Project Wingman, I'm using True Sky, which already like solves the the main issue when rendering a flight game, which is the clouds. Okay. And their clouds look phenomenal. Yeah, they do. And and other than that, like the Epic, I mean, the Unreal Engine I rendering. Sorry, I got you going now. <laughs> the Unreal Engine rendering like um, techniques has been quite. Quite else. easy to yeah. yeah. It's very easy to use too. I,
1: I read something about you um studying the it might have been what you're talking about before the battlefront, but I thought it you said battlefield worlds. Uh the like generated worlds you were studying, um possibly no, it doesn't ring a bell.
3: No, um, <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, well never mind them. I must have misread <laughs> Um, I got a question
2: from, I think it was... Sorry, the chat's going past so fast. A lot of people want to know things.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, but... you've got 12,000 fans, uh, 12, yeah, yeah. uh, fans out there. 2,000 fans out there probably tuned in, eagerly yeah. waiting to hear what's happening.
2: I think it was um, Moody Zander asked, how difficult would it be for a newcomer to the genre to get started in Project Wingman?
3: It should be very easy. Um, we also offer like a simplified flight scheme for people who aren't like very tuned in to the flight game and the game is I'd say playable on a keyboard and mouse. If you don't even have a joystick or a game pad, but the game plays best on a gamepad right now.
1: <laughs> so there's full integration so, for your um, flight. Jo- yeah, joysticks and yeah. stuff. Um, as far as that entry level thing
3: yeah? um, and you saying the game gets harder, the worse you are. Well, that's only it. I wouldn't say it gets harder, the worse you are yeah. because you still, you still have a positive feedback where you get money out of, Losing, yeah. So you can buy more things as you um, upgrade. Your, yeah, upgrade your things. So you technically get better gear,
1: but the game gets harder.
3: The game gets we'll harder. Progressively yeah,
1: progressively harder. Yeah. Um, I've had, uh, I've heard a lot of um, touting for what the new Nintendo, uh, sorry, the new Mario game has, which was like a kind of adaptive dif- difficulty. Right. Um, have you ever considered uh, that sort of thing? Cause considering that you've already gone for the easy um, pick-up controls, let's say, rather yeah, than a yeah. flight simula- simulator, would you look to take things even further and, and open up you know, the, the window of entry for, for people?
3: I've actually looked into adaptive difficulty, but I may have been looking at it the wrong way because I was thinking how to make it harder ah, yeah, <laughs> okay. than how to make it easier.
1: <laughs> well, for yeah, me. I'm yet to for play me. your game, but it doesn't look easy.
3: <laughs> it can get disorienting at first, but...
1: Um, you yeah. said there was no demo available. I thought I'd read that there
3: was one on itch.io. Um, yeah, there is no demo on conquest mode.
1: Oh, okay. Yep, yep,
3: but yep. there is a demo for like three scenarios that gives you an insight of what the campaign could look like. That was how you kind of launched the Kickstarter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yep, yep.
1: that.
2: So um, how did you bring these different planes to life? Uh, what was your reference point? Because I, I assume you're not a pilot yourself, are you? No. I'm so not. <laughs> I, I was, I'm always curious to see if when people recreate... Um, very lovingly, things that exist in the real world yeah, that aren 't really far you get into that world. Yeah, that aren 't necessarily that accessible to you. How do you make these planes feel authentic
3: Well, there are some references i 'd say from like cockpit footages and maybe <clears throat> being in in a plane myself during you know a commute to yeah, overseas yeah, yeah. and just seeing how a plane behaves and how it behaves like in different weather conditions and um that so far has served it. <laughs> quite well in terms of its flight feel so mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah how many how many planes are available at
1: launch
2: you're gonna
3: have i plan to have around 20 aircraft during launch wow <laughs> that's a lot and how many have you got at this
1: stage or oh, how many did the demo have sorry
3: the demo has three but we already have around seven or eight models ready to go
2: and how, how, what's the selection process like? Do you, do you, do you um, in, what, how do you decide which aircrafts to include? Honestly, it's just, <laughs> it's almost random
3: at times. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it, we just see like what would balance out the roster and like yeah. what would be good for air to ground, air to air and multi-rolls and stuff like that. And, yeah. So at this stage, uh, single player, uh, yeah.
1: is there any uh, plans at all to expand upon that? Uh,
3: do you mean to multiplayer or oh, multiplayer or, no?
1: or uh, even uh, yeah, so local or or over over the internet? At multiplayers, the, basically.
3: At the moment, we haven't really, well, I haven't really um, discussed. I mean, researched much into multiplayer, so I don't want to make any commitments to multiplayer as of yet. For sure, yeah. yeah I mean, it's because, a big thing. Yeah, to, it's it's a to, really big, especially at such an early stage. Yeah. So um, it's it's something we'll look into, but I'm not gonna. Promise it for Project Wingman. That yeah, is, yeah, for sure.
2: So, I got something again from Moody Xander. I think they tried to ask a question earlier, but they got buried in the chat. But um, are you planning on a more um a fantasy based plane design, like your own designs, or something like a like I guess like a maybe a more sci fi version of uh, of a plane?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been considered before, and considering the alternate reality setting, I mean alternate history setting of the game, that's still open. Yeah, that, that'd be
1: awesome. And yeah. it's something that, um, you know, the original Ace Combats didn't kind of have, but then moving towards, they did, they offered a little bit more of that sci-fi twist. And I think mm. people really, really like that. Yeah. Um, you know, futuristic, etc., etc. et cetera. Yeah. You can't get enough.
2: <laughs> that that was like one of the cool parts about Ace Combat, and I think I've seen some of your trailers for your game have these like I think the enemies that you take down are like these really large planes, Oh yeah. these yeah, big the bombers. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like yeah. pretty sure I really hope they don't exist.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, they right.
1: don't exist. Is that your own one of your own creations?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
3: Um, we we plan basically the the thing with the airships in the game is just we're bringing naval combat into the air. That's that's the yeah, okay. that's the um, that's initial gist like of it. Air so, battleships. Yeah, basically. So you might see some bigger ones later on. Yeah, we
1: could. I mean, do you take a lot of artistic, um, you know, license when you're kind of creating the those type of, uh, you know, game obstacles rather than ships, sort of thing? Like you would, I guess, you'd start with the idea rather, and then.
3: Yeah, basically, we just look at what a- what actually flies, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and from that we just. Um, make a design out of it and kind of experiment. It's it's a lot of like experimenting and what looks right and what looks wrong. So as
1: far as that, the development side of things, I, I, what, is, what is it that you are actually doing your, yourself? Are, are you being involved in any of that artistic size? Or is that, um, like we were t- saying before, is not to use the the word asset clip, but but are you, are you using assets or are you creating with an artist? Uh, uh, one, no. One of the couple of people that are helping you out.
3: Uh, no. Well, there are some like artists that help me out here and there. Yeah. But most of the um the art of the game is me, just Wild. me and the programming as well. So.
2: Um, I have another question from Delicious Orange Art. Uh, That's (laughs) great. great. Um,
3: What sort of rules have
2: you imposed upon yourself and how far are you willing to bend reality for the sake of gameplay?
3: Uh, Well, gameplay is one of the main focuses of the game, but I think we'd be willing to bend a couple of reality, uh, like laws of physics, just so the game is more exciting. But we won't really do anything that's super unrealistic or extraordinary like a floating city or something is, is is that a good idea just let me know if you want guys no, do you want, want a that? floating city no. <laughs> is this what you want tell me what you want <laughs>
2: and i got something else from uh devian xs again um is is project wingman the final name or will the name be changed when the game releases
3: well initially it was meant to be a placeholder name but i think at this point it it it's just sticking. it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's
1: pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I definitely think about a lot worse ones. Yeah, I think to be honest, Ace Camp, Ice Combat, like it, it, it's probably not as good. I mean, it sticks with me because it means something to me. Yeah, but Ace really, Combat it's, doesn't it's, mean. It's not much. really that a good a uh, game. Not that good a name. Project Women really sells it more. Tells you what you're going to get into.
3: Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think you should rush into changing it. I like it. Maybe uh, you should ask yeah. the kickstarters though, because uh, yeah, I mean, gonna be wrestling people. Resting I think at this point, place. it's it's just easier to stick with.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're too far deep now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we could talk about this all night. I think, but yeah. um, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Oh thank you very much, Abi, for joining us. No problem. Um, thank
3: if you. people want to learn more about Project Wingman, uh, yep. where can they find your work? Uh, they can find it over primarily through my Twitter account right now because that that's really where the game is, yeah. mostly. And on itch, itch.io. Um, I believe it's rb-d2.itch.io slash wingman. And that's where you can get the demo from? Yep, that's where you also can download the
2: demo. And uh, do you have a um uh, a planned release date at all yet?
3: Um, No, but we do have an estimate of May 2019, but we'll see if we can reach that date. Depending awesome. on the scope. Because we, we eagerly <laughs> await it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So I noticed that the chat is very active.
2: Uh, thank you very much for joining us, all the new viewers. Um, please give us a follow um, if you would like to see more content like this. And um, thank you for joining me, Scott. No, not a problem, Mitch. And uh, this episode was produced by Fiona Bartholomeus, and our executive producer is ja- Gianni DiGiovanni. And, and um, yeah, thank you to everyone who stopped by in the chat. Um, as always, we'll be sticking links to the topics we talked about in this show and the notes on our website at www.pixelsiv.com.au. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> yep. so
3: <laughs> Play the um, outro
1: music, Mitch. Yeah, no not <laughs> <worry. laughs> Uh, of course, if you live in Western Australia, we'd love to see you at Pixel Parties' 100th episode celebration. It's on Friday, the 13th of July, at the Sewing Room, and tickets are on sale now. We'll be there, and we'd love to meet you and come challenge us to a game. All the information, links to the uh, links to the grab tickets are at Pixel dot Party, Pixel Sorry, um, early bird tickets will get you a bundle of goodies, which is uh, a shirt and some oh a couple of shirts from the bands and the copies of the games on the night and some stickers and this and that. And it's no extra cost. you just got to get a pre-sale. Nice.
2: And uh, you, so you can find us on... You can find Pixelsiv on our social media to get alerts when we go live. We love your questions. And if you got the chance... And we love to talk to developers. And you can find us at... Facebook.com forward slash pixelsiv, Twitter.com forward slash Pixelsive, twitch.tv forward slash pixelsiv, and YouTube.com forward slash sieve au. And if Scott, if people want to listen to our older episodes, where can they be found?
1: Yo, you can go to our website to stream episodes, subscribe as a podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to find podcasts. We're live every Thursday. Next week at this time, join us for Pixelsif Plays. Don't know what we're going to play yet. <laughs> Keep it locked.
2: <laughs> yeah, and our next, our 100th episode will be on the 5th of July. Boom. Yeah. And um, while you're on iTunes, if you give us a review and a star rating, that'd be great and help the show. And thank you very much for watching, and uh, we will see you all later. Peace out. Thank you, Arby, for joining us.
3: Always. No thank you, guys,
0: for having me here. <laughs>